Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I do not understand this football name in America. How how many of kicks is there in the football game? Six kicks? I'm going to say it once and hopefully I'm wrong, but it's a disaster waiting to happen. I love all of those things with the piggy skin and the men running around. So much screams and then a toss and then everyone is in a large, large hill. A star is born in the NFL. I like the moxie, but I, more importantly, I like the poise and the noise. Oh, what are you doing? You gotta be paping me. It's Jonathan Elway. He was so sassy and cool. And hey, guys, I'm a cowboy. Bang, bang, sling, sling, toss, toss. I'm going to lose all the time. And then I win. And then he leaves as he wins. You cannot beat this. From Munich, Germany, the Broncos and Bratwurst podcast with Kevin Gilligan. Yes, I'm Kevin Gilligan, born and raised in Denver, Colorado, lifelong Broncos fan. I recently moved to Munich, Germany, but as they say, distance makes the heart grow fonder, and so I still love them and love talking about them, even though it's from across the pond. I would like to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas. Yes, it is Wednesday the 26th, but in fact, here in Germany... There are two days of Christmas that they celebrate, two holidays for Christmas. Uh, so I get to do everything twice. It's pretty awesome. you know. They, they, they have a lot of different traditions over here, and many of them I like. Uh, some of them are kind of strange. Uh, they open their gifts and kind of do their big celebration on the 24th, the evening of the 24th. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't quite get that since Christ was born on the 25th, but either way. Uh, I had a good Christmas. I hope you all did as well. Um, I know that it was disappointing. Our beloved Broncos 
didn't play well and didn't play well against our arch rival, of course, in Oakland. But, you know, this podcast for the Christmas season, for the Christmas week, for the day after Christmas, I don't want to be negative. I want to be positive. I don't want to talk about the negative things. I don't want to talk about what could have gone better, what should have gone better. I don't want to talk about people being fired unless it's to say I wish them the best. And yes, as we've said, I do believe Vance Joseph deserves to be fired. But let's keep in mind, this is a guy, this is a man who who is going to be losing his job. He's losing his position. He's losing his way of making money and supporting himself and his family. This, this isn't a small thing. And I think as, as fans, we tend to forget that, that these are people. These are people with emotions and feelings, and they're people who, yeah, you know, they don't want to fail either. Vance Joseph didn't want to fail this job. He did. Yeah, I get it. He did. But let's give the guy a break. Let, let's let's wish him the best. You know, I hope that his Christmas and his New Year's next year in 2019 and 2020, I hope that they are better than this one. I mean, I don't think he could get much worse, but let's give the guy a break. Yes, he didn't perform like he should have. I, I agree. He, he With these three losses, yeah, he, he needs to be fired, and there need to be big changes for this team. But let's think about the season, you know, the the the, the season of, of Christmas and, and really try to... I don't know, try to find that forgiveness in our hearts and that joy and say, you know, okay, Vance Joseph, I don't have any ill wishes against him. And I, I don't, and I don't think fans do. I mean, fans don't have anything personally against the guy. And I think we need to remember that. We need to remember that, yeah, this was a person who was just not ready for the job. He wasn't ready for it. And and whatever the reasons, whoever's mistakes, the guy, you know, was over his head. And I hope, I hope whatever it is, if it's, you know, if he's the defensive coordinator or special teams coach or if someone else hires him as a head coach I hope that he succeeds because why not you know I I don't wish evil on anybody and you know as for the team yeah they lost but again you know let's look at the bright side guys let's look at the bright side they they are closer to a top 10 draft pick now uh, yeah I know I don't want to lose to the Oakland Raiders either but let's make this positive let's think about the good things yeah you know there's not a lot I, I understand you know our 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 Rookie phenom running back broke his or, or injured his wrist. I haven't heard the official injury update yet, but it sounds serious, and that that's a bummer. It means he's going to miss the the Pro Bowl, and you know one of the few bright spots for this team. Uh, again, hopefully he's back and ready to go next year. But he he is something to be to be thankful for, and something you know a bright side for this team. And there are there are plenty of bright sides. This is a team that has a it, there is talent there. I don't know if it's a talent you know, full team. It's not a team full of, of, of great players, but there's enough there that you can build around it. And that's something we got to remember that in the NFL, you can quickly turn around a bad season and, and make it to the playoffs. There are seven potential teams that missed the playoffs last year and could be in this year. That's seven. That's incredible. It's almost half the playoff teams. So this is all hope is not lost in the NFL. It's not like other sports that take sometimes years and even decades to turn around. Look at the Colorado Rockies. The, the NFL, you can really quickly turn things around. And part of it is if you have a great quarterback or a great coach. And there are possibilities out there. And that's something we need to talk about. We need to say, hey, you know, let's stop being negative. Let's stop being ticked off of Vance Joseph because it's not going to help anything. Look, it was a bad year. But it is also a team that's in at least relative rebuilding mode. They are. Their 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 contention window was never going to be this year, and we wished it was, but it wasn't. So, 
you know, what what actually went well this year. If you're looking at this team as being in rebuild mode, it's okay. Yeah, of course you want to be over 500. You don't want to miss the playoffs. But you had a lot of young guys step up and prove that they have a future with this team. That's huge. For a team that's in rebuilding mode, that's what you want to see. You want to see your youth succeeding. And we absolutely saw that. We saw that all year long. And and that's that's big. I mean, that, that gives me hope, a lot of hope. I mean, there's so many of these young guys that, that had an impact. And if, if John Elway and, and his staff can go out and have another draft even half as good as 2018, then I have some hope. Now, there are a lot of other, you know, pieces that this team could bring in. I, I, I've become more and more intrigued with the idea of bringing in Teddy Bridgewater as quarterback. Now, he's he's on the on the bench. You know, he's the number two quarterback for the New Orleans Saints right now. And especially if New Orleans goes on and, and wins a, a Super Bowl, I mean, even though Teddy Bridgewater hasn't done anything on the field, there are just rave reviews about the guy off the field and, and how good of a teammate he is and how beloved he is by his teammates, even in one season. I think it's the same with the players and, and coaches up in Minnesota. They just, you know, unfortunately, they, they, they went away from him because of his injury. But I think he's a really smart kid. He's, he's talented. Um, and I think he's got, you know, he's got the proof in the, in, you know, in the pudding, I guess, in his, his past experiences that I think he could be a guy who could come in here and, and have success at least for a couple seasons. Now, I haven't really seen him play since he got injured. So I don't know how healthy he is, but I haven't heard he's not. So, I mean, for a guy like that to be your, your number two quarterback, you know, for, I, I, I guess, technically the number three. I mean, Taysom Hill is the number two. Jeez, I, I don't even know who's number two on their on their depth chart because Hill is this weird, you know, all-around player who, who plays special teams and, and, and uh, you know, also every, every now and then comes in to run the ball and throw the ball. Anyway, Bridgewater was brought into a very competitive, very good team, and it, it shows me that he's obviously a guy who can still play, who can still throw the ball. And I would love to see him here. Now, I, I do think it's probably going to be Case Keenum for another season. But I could see the Broncos trading Case Keenum to another team who is who's interested in a in a guy who did have success in Minnesota and a guy who, who has shown that he can be a good quarterback, a, a competent quarterback in the right system. And there are plenty of teams who might want a guy like that. Now, you know, if it's not Bridgewater, then let's say it's Case Keenum. That, that's the most likely, of course. It's most likely Case Keenum in 2019. So, you know, there are plenty of things you could do. You could go in and, and bring in John DeFilippo, who, who was his coach, his offensive coordinator in Minnesota. You could bring him in as offensive coordinator or as head coach. Now, he was a very highly thought of, of uh, head coach material or candidate until this season in Minnesota with, with Kirk Cousins, which hasn't gone great. And, and it actually went really badly enough that DeFilippo was fired. So for a guy who was just fired, I don't know if he's you know the hottest candidate, but maybe that's a that's a benefit for the Broncos, and they can bring in a guy who who knows how to use Keenum to his best best strengths, and you know why not? So at least as offensive coordinator, but of course I get it. It's going to depend on who they bring in as head coach because obviously Vance Joseph is is gone, um, and that's another exciting thing. That's something we should be excited about. I mean. I don't know if the Broncos are going to land a great coach. There are a ton of coaching opportunities. It could be up to, I think, eight teams that are going to be looking for a coach. So some of these big-name guys are likely to look at teams like Cleveland and teams like Green Bay with, with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I've heard um, Mike McCarthy, who just got fired by Green Bay this season, that he is interested in going to Arizona. Um, I've heard that you know Bruce Arians is interested in Cleveland. So we'll see. We'll see who the Broncos can bring in. And 
I think there are plenty of, of different possibilities with that. I think Elway might already have someone in mind. Obviously, we, we had the whole story last week about Elway and Mike Shanahan meeting in, in secret, meeting in private. I don't think that's going to go anywhere. I think um, Joe Ellis has, has you know put the kibosh on Mike Shanahan, so I doubt anything's going to happen there. Um, there's been rumblings about uh, John Harbaugh coming in to be the head coach. He obviously has a past with, with Gary Kubiak, who's also part of the front office in Denver. Uh, but then you know the, the Ravens came out and said they want to keep Harbaugh, but they haven't signed an extension with him. So we'll see. I mean, I mean that's kind of... <coughs> Excuse me. That's kind of the excitement of the off season. I mean, that there are so many storylines, so many things to be excited about for a team that can really change directions immediately. Again, because of their young talent and because of the esteem this organization still, I do still believe has. I, I think they're kind of a mess. They they are a mess. Their ownership's a mess. I've been down on them a lot, but I, there is hope. This is still the Denver Broncos. John Elway is still the GM. John Elway is a guy who who has built one of the greatest offenses of all time and one of the greatest defenses of all time in three seasons. So he's a guy who has proven, proven he can build great teams. Now, yes, I get it. One of those teams was, was built around Peyton Manning, or, or both, but but it shows that Elway can put pieces around, you know, at least a great quarterback. And, and in 2015, when they won the Super Bowl, come on, Peyton Manning was Peyton Manning, but he, he was not a great quarterback anymore. So... Elway has the history. He's done it. So I think players could come in here. They might want to come and play for Elway. The key is you got to bring in a coach that players want to play for, that players believe in. And that's easier said than done. So if you can do that, if you can bring in a, a good a leader of men, someone who who can bring out the best in, in his staff and his players, then there's a lot of hope for this team. A lot of hope, okay? You're going to have a lot of people come back healthy. You have great young second-year group. Go back. You might have a top 10 pick. They could have one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the draft. That's also a possibility for a quarterback. If you don't want to go Bridgewater or Keenum, you can go with one of these guys coming out of Missouri or Oregon and Haskins, um, etc. And, and we'll see. I mean, I mean that that's again, it's such a nice thing about the NFL that it's ah, oh, there's there's so much that can happen in one off season. I mean, the NFL always rules, and they rule even the off season because there's that drama of free agency and the draft that's so important. I mean, our team, our Denver Broncos, can turn around their fate immediately with the right picks, you know, immediately with with a quarterback. Maybe they go and get Bridgewater, and that that changes the path of this team forever. And that's exciting. I mean, I'm super pumped about that. I mean, I think a lot of us are probably more pumped about the offseason than we were about the season because, well, you know, the team wasn't very good. And yes, they had a young coach who was over his head. He was over his head. And I, I think most of the coaches on the staff were just not up to the task and especially not up to the task of coaching a team that's so hurt. And so, again, let's look at the bright side. Yeah, that all happened. We lost to the Raiders and Cleveland and San Francisco. But Look at the good that came from it. We're going to get a top 10 pick. You know, the, the young guys got time to play. We, we found out who were who the leaders in the locker room. Who are the guys who are going to fight every single play? And I think like the defensive line. I think guys like Adam Gotsis, guys like, you know, Derek Wolf, these guys who just continued to fight and, and fight hard. You know, a Chubb who's still trying to get that rookie sack record. These are guys who are not going to quit. You know, they're, they're, they're players that, that want to win no matter what the circumstances, no matter how good or bad the team is no matter what you're playing for and that's something you can build on 
And I think guys, you know, like Cortland Sutton, they're only going to get better with time. I mean, in his second season, he's going to be better at route running. I almost guaranteed he's going to learn a playbook better. So there's there's a lot that we can be hopeful for, a lot that we can be happy about. So that's my my plea to Broncos fans that to to <laughs> release this this hatred, this this annoyance, this you know despising of of Vance Joseph and the coaching staff, and let it go and say, hey, you know what? The guy didn't do a good job. He's got to go, but leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Let's be excited for the team of the future. Let's be excited about what they could be, what they likely will be behind John Elway and behind this organization that still is one of the best organizations in pro sports. And I want to hand things over to Skipper Dude, who's going to bring in a little more cheer, a little more optimism, and talk about not just the Broncos, about but about what he loves about the game of football, the things that, that really are things that we should appreciate, even even if on the surface we think that we shouldn't, 10, 20 years from now, we're going to look back and say, you know, I'm glad I was around to experience that in the National Football League. So, Skipper Dude, he's up next. Thanks, Kevin, as always, for having me on. I am the Skipper Dude, proud Broncos fan since 1984. So today we're going to get into the Christmas spirit a little bit and talk about the things that I appreciate about the NFL. The virtuous, the quirky, the heroic, those things that attract us to the NFL and keep us enthralled as fans. Christmas, of course, is a season of appreciation beginning with the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but there's certainly plenty to appreciate on the football field as well. As a Denver Broncos fan, I will always have an undying appreciation for Mr. B, Pat Bolin. Think about this for a moment. I've been a Broncos fan since 1984, which is the year that Mr. B bought the team from former owner Edgar Kaiser. That's 35 seasons. When Mr. B bought the Broncos, the Colorado Avalanche were still playing in Canada as the Quebec Nordiques. The Rockies, the Colorado Rockies, didn't even exist. Ronald Reagan was just starting his second term as president. In that time, the Broncos have had the same number of Super Bowl appearances, seven, as they have losing seasons. That is remarkable. No consecutive losing seasons until this year. No seat in either Mile High Stadium or Broncos Stadium at Mile High has gone unsold during Pat Bowen's tenure as owner. Think about that. And think about this. Of the top 10 quarterbacks ever to play the game, more than half of all NFL teams have had zero of those top 10 quarterbacks ever play for them. The Broncos have had two. We're, we're on a very short list of teams with two. The, the San Francisco 49ers with, with uh, Joe Montana and Steve Young, possibly, arguably, the Colts with Johnny Unitas and Peyton Manning, and maybe the Green Bay Packers with two of Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers, although that's probably a stretch. But it, it's it, one way or another, it has been an amazing 35 years to be a Denver Broncos fan. And speaking of those all-time great quarterbacks, I truly appreciate the one and only John Elway, a man who, who symbolizes and epitomizes excellence and a sense of identity for his sports franchise, the Denver Broncos, probably more so than any athlete in any sport in all of American sports history. His list of achievements, of course, is as long as Mr. B's, but how many of your greatest of all-time quarterbacks or, or players in any position, for that matter, have left the playing field and created a similar level of dominance from the front office? Guys, it just doesn't happen. Ozzie Newsome kind of comes to mind. Mike Ditka, maybe. It, it just it just doesn't happen. 
Uh, did did I, John Elway do some lousy drafting from 2013 to 2017? Yeah, sure he did. Did he get impetuous and, and tunnel vision in 2017 when he hired Vance Joseph and never even interviewed Sean McVay? Yeah, yeah, he did. But you know what? Mr. Elway, you've earned a couple of fumbles as general manager and team president. We, we, the Denver Broncos fan base, still have your back and still appreciate who you are and everything you've done for our fine city. I appreciate Von Miller, perhaps the NFL's greatest ever moral rags to riches story. Let's not forget that at one time Von was the Broncos' Josh Gordon. He, he was a reprobate, one strike away from a permanent NFL ban for using illegal substances. But through his sense of moral character, unbelievable hard work, and undoubtedly a big assist from the great DeMarcus Ware, he's become one of our cities and one of the NFL's A++++ human beings. Remarkable story for Von Miller. And speaking of A++++ human beings, what's not to appreciate about Chris Harris Jr.? A rare athlete who's a top five player at a premium position, but has worked for well less than his market value because he loves his team so much. That's an, a truly inspirational. And I know he's been in the news some this, this year for taking swipes at Joe Woods, but you know what? Chris Harris Jr. has earned that. He's earned it. Chris, if you have a complaint about your coaching staff, I know I have an ear to hear it. Not many players have earned that right, but you have. I appreciate the way Philip Lindsay bounces up from a tackle, the way Derek Wolf howls at the moon after a big tackle, and the way Emmanuel Sanders flips into the end zone. But if we're really going to make this an exercise in appreciating the, the great game we call football, then I think we need to learn to appreciate a little bit of football outside of the Denver Broncos as well. So to that end, I appreciate the passion with which Philip Rivers plays. I appreciate his eight children, the fact that he doesn't swear in the football field. I appreciate the way Andrew Luck trash talks defenses by congratulating them on big hits against him. I appreciate the fact that the NFL's most intelligent player, but possibly the, Richard Sherman, looks like a street thug. I lived in Las Vegas for a couple of years, and a friend of mine and I used to nickname him, That's Dr. Thug to You. I hated it when it happened, of course, but, but I also appreciate the fact that this dude was brilliant enough to crack Peyton Manning's hand signal codes in Super Bowl 48. It was one of the things that turned that game into such a blowout. I appreciate the fact that as we head into this year's playoff, we may be watching the last roundup for arguably the greatest quarterback ever to play the game, Tom Brady. And if he's not the greatest of all time, he's certainly going to retire as the most accomplished, as well as being the undisputed Jedi Master of the post-snap read. And, and I appreciate the fact that Bill Belichick might be right behind Tom Brady, which will end a 20-year run of the greatest, yeah, excuse me while I throw up, dynasties in, in NFL history. And, and I know I didn't appreciate Spygate when, when Belichick spied on an opposing, team, opposing team's practice, but I'll always appreciate the way Belichick pushes the envelope of the rule book to its very limits. I'll, I'll always appreciate... The fact that he seems to be able to read game film and find tendencies that no other head coach or coordinator has ever been able to find. He is a true football evil genius. But, but that said, I know I will also very much appreciate the, the faces on the smug, arrogant, awful fans in, in New England when their team falls from grace possibly as soon as next year. 
And, and they're going five and eleven, or even two and fourteen, in the midst of a major rebuild as our Broncos are currently undergoing. That is going to be fun. So, so, anyways, as we head into the playoffs, I want to encourage Bronco fans to get outside yourself for for a while and, and fall in love with football again. Adopt a team for the playoffs. Forget about the Broncos. For for my part. I'll be rooting for the Houston Texans because I, I appreciate J.J. Watt and I can't wait to see what Deshaun Watson can do on a big stage. And over in the NFC, I'd love to see the L.A. Rams bring this thing home. I grew up in L.A. and suffered through some terrible football there. And my heart for sports will always be in Denver. But if it can't be the Broncos this year, then why not the Rams? So, so during this season of Thanksgiving for our blessings, whatever they may be, Let's take a few weeks to remember that life is too short not to enjoy it. And just because we can't be happy for our boys this playoff season, it doesn't mean that we can't be happy for somebody else's. Let's learn to appreciate this great sport that we call football again. Kevin, back to you. So, y'all, since it's a holiday and and since, you know, I'm going to go spend time with, with the wife and with the family and... And, you know, spend Christmas as best I can in the day after Christmas, which again, since it's a holiday, I can still say it's Christmas here in Germany because Germans are crazy. Um, I'm going to keep this pretty short and, and, and we'll have plenty of time in the future, in the near future to talk about who we want to bring in as coach or free agents or, or, or drafts. And, and I'm excited for it. And I'm really pumped to see what the other guys, the, the, the guys, the, the ladies also, of course, I mean, Laurie's one of the best. Um, all these people on, on Mile High Report to see what they come out with. Um, that's something I'm really thankful for. I, I really want to say it. I mean, this is such a great staff at Mile High Report. I mean, some of the smartest football people I've ever come across. I mean, just in our in our chats or, or, or reading their, their posts or their podcasts. I mean, just really smart football people and good, nice people. I mean, I'm really proud to be a part of this team. Uh, as little as I do here, I know it's, it's mostly just the podcast, but... Um, I'm really glad to be here with my Ohio report, and that's something I'm really thankful for. I'm, I'm so thankful to be able to to talk about sports and to to talk about the Broncos and people listen and care. And they even if they they, they hate me in their comments, they're, they're still reading and they 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 they're interested in, and that's great. I mean that that's that's something that you know I, I've always dreamed of even since when I was a kid. You know, and I really appreciate that. And I appreciate the platform to be able to do so. And there's nothing. There's there is no better platform out there than Mile High Report, and I will stick by that till the end of my days. Now, you know what else am I thankful for? I'm I'm I just want to say how thankful I am for sports. You know, I, I I'm a sports junkie, and I know most people listening to this podcast probably are as well. And how how great is it? You know, how awesome is it? Even though we have heartbreak, even though we have teams that are terrible and that are failures, even teams that are bad for 20 years. Look, look at the Colorado Rockies. They they were so bad for so long you know and they, but you still find things to to be happy about things to love and, and and every year every year brings that fresh excitement and possibility even though you know deep down they're going to be terrible <laughs> like the Rockies were and even the, the Nuggets and, and Avalanche at times as well and it's the same for the Broncos you know that they are not a team that's that struggled all that much so this is particularly hard these two years and I, I get that and it is it's hard for me too but at least we have that excitement we have that possibility coming in into the next season who's going to be our coach who's going to be our quarterback who's going to be our our offensive line who are we going to bring in as a free agent you know who are these new names that are going to put on the orange and blue and 
I love it. I love it. The offseason of, of the NFL is, is seriously almost as good, if not better, than the regular season of the NFL. And though our Broncos aren't going to be in the playoffs, which is a true bummer, as as Skipper Dude said, hey, you know, pick another team. Find a team that you want to cheer for. I mean, I, I, I'm a big Andrew Luck guy, too. I, I really enjoy Andrew Luck. Uh, I like Phillip Rivers as well. I, I'm not going to cheer for the Chargers because they're in the division, and I will never do that. Um, but there are a lot of good storylines. Look at look at the Chicago Bears. I mean, a team that has you know a young quarterback and a and a first year coach and a good defense, and that's a team that the Broncos could you know try to become. And I think if they do that, they could have a lot of success. Now, yeah, we're gonna have to find the the quarterback and and the coach, but there's hope. There is hope. These are teams that struggled for years and years. The, you know, the Bears, you know, all these teams that were just not very good for a long time, and they figured it out. And even teams that were good and then bad and then good and then bad, that's the NFL. You have to build around the contention windows. You have to say, okay, are we good enough now to win? Do we have enough talent to win? Who's our, our quarterback? Who's our coach? Who's our, you know, who else is on this team that can help us win? And the Broncos are not too far away. They, they can do it. They, they can truly turn this team around in one year. And I think everyone believes that. I really do. And I think it's it's a fair thing to believe. And and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for my sports teams. You know, it's it's a big part of my life. And and sports is it's just ah, I mean, it's so good. I mean, how do I describe it? I mean, it has the you know the drama, the 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 on the field drama, and the the human drama, and the the emotions, and the the anger but and the joy you know the the joy that we felt in 2015 when that team somehow miraculously won each game to make it to the Super Bowl and then completely dominated Cam Newton and the defense was one of the greatest of all time I, you remember that game against New England the Patriots that, that was one of the greatest games I'll ever remember and I watched it from an airport uh, standing on my tiptoes to see a screen across a restaurant a crowded restaurant at DIA and and that was one of the most incredible moments of my life that that that, that near heartbreak when I thought Tom Brady was somehow going to pull off the greatest comeback in history, probably, or one of the greatest. I mean, Tom Brady had an unbelievable game, unbelievable. And that defense hit him, I think, what, 40 times? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even remember how many times he hit him. And and the defense was that good. Tom Brady was that good. And it came down to the last play where, you know, the ball was tipped up in the air and Tlaib picked it off. And that just that rush of joy and and. and and relief, right? Or that relief of, oh, they, they did it. You know, they did it. And oh, there were so many games that year. And that's what this team has a chance for next year, too. You know, that, that joy each week. And I, the Broncos need to get back to that. They need to find a way to bring their fans that joy again. Even if even if their team's not good, they need to bring that excitement one way or another. I, I mean, and there are players who can do it. Philip Lindsay is absolutely a player that I am excited every single time he touches the ball. Every time. And yep, he's hurt, but I, he, I think he's going to be coming back. He's going to be stronger, as, as strong as ever. And he's a guy that I, I can't wait to watch in 2019. I and mean, Cortland Sutton, he's another guy. I mean, th- look at the defense. Bradley Chubb, Von Miller. These are guys I love watching. I love their their motor, their drive, their their skills. And I'm pumped. I'm freaking pumped to watch them next year. And I, I can't wait to see what other talent, you know, John Elway puts around him. And... There's a lot to be optimistic about. And in, in, in this offseason, we're going to have plenty to talk about where this team's headed. And I just want to say I'm glad that you guys are going to be with me. I thank you know, Skipper Dude for always being here for me too and, and supporting me with these awesome segments and, and today also with his helping me be optimistic. And, you know, before I sat down to record this, you know, and yesterday and the day before, I really wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it and to be optimistic for our podcast. And yeah, it's a short podcast, I understand. So it's a little easier, but 
There, there is plenty. There's plenty. And you know what? I feel good about it. I feel good about the Denver sports world right now. I think all teams are competitive. The Broncos, yeah, they're not this season, but they're going to be. They are going to be. I'm absolutely 100% certain the Broncos will be competitive and almost certain they'll make the playoffs next season. Now, yep, they've got a lot they have to do, but they have the guys in the front office and in ownership and on the field who can make it happen. And I'm glad that you guys are along for the ride with me, and I look forward to going into an even deeper podcast next week and talking about you know head coaching choices, etc. Until then, I hope you all enjoy your 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 Christmas and your New Year's, and I wish all of you a very happy holidays.
Christmas will be green and bright. The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. maka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. The island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Malikalikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas. A very Merry Christmas. A very, very Merry, Merry Christmas to you. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs> 